Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Happy Labor Day. Hopefully you are somewhere warm, enjoying the tail end of the beautiful summer months. Uh, we are doing our annual tradition on today's pod. Um, we have done 32 team previews to this point in the preseason. It has been a labor of love uh, for those of us who are celebrating Labor Day. Um, and uh, we cap it all off with what we're going to call the, the capstone episode. Andy, we're going to go back and forth. Uh, we should have probably fine-tuned order. <laughs> <laughs> of teams um, and so I'll let you brainstorm on that while I vamp. We'll do um, alphabetical. Yeah. We'll just go alf- alphabetical. We're going to go alphabetical order. We're going to go alphabetical order. We'll go alphabetical. It's fine. Alphabetical Easy. order. A to Z. A to, a to commanders. Um, and uh, we are going to give you a one-minute summary thought on the state of the team. Uh, how we're, you know, what's relevant for them from a betting standpoint as we head into the season. Um, and then uh, we are going to move on. We're going to try to keep this under an hour, and uh, this is basically just uh, an opportunity to add a little bit for some of the teams we talked about earlier this season, revise a little bit now that we know final rosters, final uh, you know decisions for some of these teams, uh, and uh, just a perfect way to kind of uh, put a bow uh, on the uh, preseason. Andy, are you ready? Yeah. We'll, uh, I, and off the top, I should mention, too, because we are in – we're, we're we're pre-recording this guy. Yeah. By the way, happy next day. Uh, like, this, is, this is last <laughs> Thursday for me. I don't know how shitty my fantasy yeah. team is yet. I don't know what happened to the Gophers tonight. I don't know what happened this weekend. I know I'm glad I didn't go to Myrtle Beach two weeks later. Fucking hurricane getting hit there apparently right now. Jesus. But um, I do have to mention, and it's my pleasure to mention, we are partnering with Profit Exchange this year, and we're gonna Ooh. not only just partnering because it's like it's it is boring, just like oh, hey, guess what? We're partnering with this sports book or this, you know, whatever this year. We're make we're market makers. We're making markets. They're gonna let us make uh, whatever market we want every Thursday night game, every Sunday night game for the whole year. In fact, oh, hell I, yeah. I, I should give the guy, I, I should go find the guy's name. Cause I actually leaned on the deep dive DJ's discord a little for the first one. I'm like, Hey, what if you could make a market? What would you do? And there were some pretty good ideas. And the one, the one we liked the most and literally as of right now, you can go to profit exchange in New Jersey. Yeah. If you don't have an account already, obviously there's going to be a link in the show notes here. It's a, you know, it's an exchange out there. It's a, we're, we're excited to be doing this but you can go bet this right now and it is the over under on rookie i don't want to say receivers because there's a there's rookie running backs it's obviously you can get rookie running backs rookie tight ends receive and honestly i guess if, it, if something weird happens austin kincaid's probably going to catch a pass yeah there's a you know Sam there's a, just so just thursday night the um over under on Rookie reception, different players who catch a catch a pass as a rookie. So oh, for the, Thursday night football, got just it. just for, got just it. for got Thursday. It. So the 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 Gibbs of the world, the Rasheed Rice's of the world, the Laportas, the Antoine Greens. Mm. I went and I went. I even told Drew this. I went up and down the uh, the depth charts, making sure there wasn't like an, some tackle Antoine eligible. Green. 
Yeah. Antoine Green, the fourth or fifth receiver in Detroit. So okay. that, that market is currently up right now. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and then also kind of a last call out for you. I said I leaned on the Discord a little to help me out with this, but you don't have to limit it to that. If you're, if you're not in the Discord, you get in there. It's mm. good conversations, obviously, but hit us in the comments of this YouTube video, hit us on Twitter, bug us by email. If you have that, mm-hmm. however you, however you want to do, if you think of some market on some Thursday or Sunday night game, that is mm-hmm. just, you're itching to tell me about, I'll, I'll fucking consider mm-hmm. it. You're just making my job easier. Guy. I love it. Do I we know? I, sorry. We're going to figure this out because we're going to probably talk about this again Wednesday. Um, but uh, if uh, Stephen Gilmore or Brian branch intercepts Pat Mahomes, would that count? I think it has no. I think the way we're going to be creating has to be an offensive reception. Okay. If Um, uh, if 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 the Lions have like a red zone package with Jack Campbell out there as a fullback and he catches a pass, does that count? Probably right. Yeah. I mean, if if they bring in a rookie defender and he's lined up at like an inline tight end spot and he catches a touchdown, it's for sure that counts. That is an (laughs) offensive reception for a, a rookie player. So okay. I love it. Um, yes. Put it, put on your thinking caps. Think if you got something here, but uh, yeah, thank you to profit exchange. And we'll be, uh, you know, looking forward to doing this all year. And obviously once we get to Thursday night halftime show, we'll kind of discuss where we're sitting. I love it. It's, it's kind of like having the Super Bowl all year long because you get these fun props. Yes. Outstanding. Cannot wait to get involved with prop making. We get to put on our bookmakers hat. Fantastic. Um, all right, Andy, you ready to go? You're up first. Arizona Cardinals. Oh boy, he stuck me with the tough one. So yes, the Arizona Cardinals are a bad team in a bad spot. Murray missing time off the off the bat. We still don't know exactly how long that's going to be. They're not exactly set up at the quarterback spot. This is uh, James Conner as the highlight of this team, probably, and we really don't know just exactly how goofy Jonathan mm-hmm. Gannon is. Obviously, not expecting much out of this team. The big question will be. Are they really tanking? And do we see Murray at any point during the season? Because that answers all the yeah. questions about how many games they win. Yeah, as currently rostered, worst team in football. 32 in a number of different categories. So not expecting much, but uh, potentially a buy low uh, from a game-by-game standpoint once uh, things turn around with Kyler Kyle Murray back on the field. Let's move to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, bullish on the Falcons. I have bet them in a small way to uh, win the NFC South. I think there is uh, upside in this team to get a top three seed um, because their schedule is phenomenally easy. I love the additions that they made on the defense. I have this my bold take for the Falcons is this is going to be a top 10 defense uh, on paper at the end of the year. But a lot of that comes down to how weak their opponents are. Uh, Desmond Ritter ultimately making a leap to being a league average quarterback will take this team to the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, positionless football. We're just going to see, you know, maybe this is the the prince that was promised Arthur Smith in his third year. Kind of seeing just how weird we can get, you know, some of the Shanahan stuff. Where we're just lining guys up all over the place. You've got a lot of weapons that can line up in multiple different spots. I'm excited for that if it actually comes to fruition because it's just fun football to watch. I'm not as bullish on the defense, but I believe if Ritter can be middle of the back, like you said, this can be a fun team. Uh, that takes us into the B's. Baltimore, the quarterback got paid. The wide receiver room is bolstered, I guess. I'm not fully sold on OBJ at this point in his career, but... You know, they, they did bring in, you know, 
They brought in some pieces there. They got Lamar happy. Things are signed. They brought in Todd Munkin. We have a new OC, a new, a new system. We just don't know exactly what this offense is going to look like. Bullish, but it's still a very, very tough division. I have to see Lamar engaged and really gelling with this passing game for me yep. to be hopping on the train. Nothing preseason for me on this team. Yeah, acknowledge that the most important thing that could have happened for this franchise was retaining Lamar Jackson, and they did. So that great job. Uh, everything else that they did in the offseason and some of the weaknesses of this team combined with how difficult the AFC North is is the only thing that's really keeping me from being a full-on Ra- Ravens uh, bandwagon jumper this season. Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, are absolutely a complete roster. If this team stays healthy, their ceiling is Super Bowl champions. I think the market has cooled on them significantly because of the way they finished their season. Um, But I think a ton of that can be ascribed to injuries, particularly the elbow of the throwing elbow of uh, Josh Allen, combined with some of the defensive attrition, Um, a healthy campaign. And these guys are going to be an absolute menace. Uh, This uh, realistically is a team that I would expect to challenge for most wins in the NFL. Uh, I think they're going to be a bet on many weeks. Uh, If you are not at being, you know, even if you are being asked to lay points, I think they're going to keep their foot on the gas in general. Um, Don't really see a weakness other than potentially CB2, CB3, Nickelback, um, and maybe the interior offensive line. Um, But one of the most complete teams in football uh, and uh, absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's silly, like how much I think about the tight end, the young tight end, because that's been a, a really big knock on this team. It's like, is there is there a second piece to this passing offense that we can trust that Josh Allen trusts? Is that what we need? And, you know, all the all the kind of narratives around losing the the coaching and them taking a step back. I think we're gonna see that early and often. Like just what I see from this offense early in the season is kind of what I'm going to ascribe them to be during this year. So I'm hopeful it's a very good team. I like uh, I like Josh Allen to make finally make his one run, even though I don't have uh, I don't have any futures on this team currently. Uh, Frank Reich and the Carolina Panthers knew everything, knew completely everything, new coaching staff, new quarterback, a little small. And hasn't uh, looked all that great in the preseason. Obviously, we didn't see a ton of them yet. This is Reich's second chance. We'll see if he got a raw deal or if maybe he just didn't have it, if it's uh, not in the cards for him to be a great head coach. Obviously, there's some nice pieces on this defense. They didn't take everything away when they did their fire sale last year, especially on the defensive side. I just worry about some of the, uh, the pieces around the young quarterback, as far as this offense taking any sort of step forward, I don't have them you know, doing much, even in a weak division. Yeah, team I'm expecting to start slow, largely because of the points you raised. Uh, offensive line looks like a huge, huge question mark. Uh, skill position group looks bad. Um, they have a super duper coaching staff assembled in Carolina. So ultimately if they get it figured out, we should not be surprised. Um, but, uh, this is a team that I'm going to be selling through the first quarter, maybe first half of the season before buying back into as they, uh, kind of figure out roles, responsibilities and get a little bit better on the offensive line. Um, the bears are a team that, uh, I do not have a strong take on one way or the other, but the market is so enthusiastic about their ceiling this year that, uh, I find that a bit troubling i don't think realistically a successful season for the bears 
includes winning more than nine games. Um, but the fact that they're in an NFC North that has bad defenses means you should expect some step forward from Justin Fields. He, uh, of course, is one of the most dynamic players in the NFL with the ball in his hands, and that's going to happen on every snap. It's entirely a matter of whether his downfield passing, uh, you know, tends to, you know, takes a step up. And really, it's not even his downfield passing because his deep ball is beautiful. It's much more about what hap- what is his, how is his process? Does his process improve? Can he make something happen over the middle of the field? The the fact that DJ um, is on this team as a receiver and he is a bona fide wide receiver one should matter. Uh, offensive line, though, to start the season going in with these injuries uh, is a huge red flag. So um, I am lower than market on Bears at price, but uh, still willing to believe that there is uh, upside here. Yeah, the big story obviously is Justin Fields and his progression, but you hit it on the head there. Really snake bitten by injury already, especially a cluster injury at a spot they can't, you know, they can ill afford to be losing offensive linemen if they're going to try to put this together and not as talked about as much as it was earlier in the season. This defensive rebuild was done from the wrong spots. And I don't, think, I just don't think that's going to pay dividends now. That's still another year away. So I'm, fairly down on the bears i don't see them getting to seven eight nine wins here even in an easier division easier schedule it's uh it's mostly hopefully at the end of the year justin fields looks a lot better than he did last year cincinnati for the what fourth straight year how many however many years uh, burrow's been in the league he misses camp for something uh, as of this recording, he's practicing. He looked pretty good. They lost both safeties. Uh, they need help with the pass rush. They kept both coordinators, though. It's one of the best teams. That's something. Um, and they even got they even got a nice little running back piece that doesn't get talked about a lot to take a pay cut to stay with this team. It's still a very good offensive core. It's still a very good team. It's a dangerous offense. If the secondary isn't too hurt, by some of the missing players and the pass rush gets around like, Oh, boom, it's a top three team in the AFC and we should be excited to see this team and, you know, deep into the AFC playoffs again. Yep. Uh, I am higher than market on the Cincinnati offense. I know that sounds impossible. <laughs> I have them number two. Um, that is because I am higher than market on the Cincinnati offensive line. I think this unit is elite. Uh, skill position elite quarterback elite uh, I am lower than market on this defense I think this is a league average defense even though I have an absolute man crush on Lou Anaruma um, so he will probably figure stuff out so um, Cincinnati fascinating team to try to handicap because their schedule is absolutely absurdly difficult their division is really really tough um, and I can see a situation where they get into the playoffs as a wild card and are an absolute nightmare for someone who wins their division and maybe even the Chiefs or the Bills. Um, but mostly uh, kind of excited to bet this team in certain spots to the over in game by game. I have bet them most points scored this season at a price of plus 950, I believe. And that is just kind of flag in the sand that this is an elite offense. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. I kind of want to cede the floor to Andy because I am on the sidelines with the um, Cleveland Browns bandwagon. Uh, People believe in this team being, you know, quite good if Deshaun Watson finds his form. I need to see it to believe it because I worry about his style of play fitting with the current state of defenses in the league and what Stefanski is best at from a coordinating standpoint. So I will acknowledge the defense is quite good. 
I will acknowledge that uh, the addition of Jim Schwartz was a huge upgraded coordinator. Um, but, uh, you know, very talented team, just uh, no idea what to expect or how to grade the quarterback without seeing it in action. No, a lot of the warmness I have towards this team is obviously price-based. You know, there, there's some decent prices still on this team. I think part of it is just it's a very crowded AFC. And, you know, if Watson plays – at a high level, obviously, both sides of this ball are very good, and suddenly they're in the mix to be one of the final four, final two teams in the AFC. Once we get down to it, it's just really, really star players all across both sides of the ball. Watson is a big name. He needs to go out there and actually do it, though, at this point. So this is a – I don't know how we put this distribution of results when we went to this team, but it's a big it one. probably – it's probably one of the widest in the leagues, and it's strictly based on one person. I have it. So, I have it number two after a team we'll go to. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe DTR saves the season at some point. Ooh. That's, a, that's, a, that's a fun thought, honestly, at some point. So uh, Dallas, Mike McCarthy calling plays. Dak Prescott calling plays in the preseason. Uh, but addition by subtraction, probably at the running back spot. And you have... I don't know how you rank your DCs, but Quinn's top five for me. He's uh, he's put together a very good defense down there, and now it's just it's kind of up to Mike McCarthy. Like they have the pieces. This is a good roster. This is a top four roster in the NFC. Um, they have a chance to be in the NFC title game if the play calling and the decisions from Mike McCarthy are at a high enough level, and they can avoid the injury bug, especially at quarterback. Yeah. Elite offense, elite defense, uh, very live to win the NFC East. And I bet them to win the NFC East uh, at, uh, I think, plus 190, which to me is insane. That should be closer to a coin flip with the Eagles and considering schedule. I have them as a top five offense. I have them as a top five defense. I think the defense is sort of the higher likelihood you know the you know angle there. Uh, Michael Parsons, Mike Parsons, defensive player of the year in many accounts. I think that's the most likely. Yeah. Any talked uh, me into a little of that too. That's that's the most likely of any single player to win any award in my opinion this year. Um, and yeah, he's the favorite. I know, no shit. But um, <laughs> that uh, that that's the that's the highest confidence I have of anyone winning any given award. Um, love the skill position players. Love the offensive line. Fine with Dak. Uh, and kind of intrigued to see if Mike McCarthy can beat market expectations of what he is as an offensive mind. Uh, and this kind of goes hand in hand with not being especially impressed by Kellen Moore. So um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if the offense can actually reach top five status. If they do, this is a one seed, maybe a two seed. And I think they're uh, realistically uh, looking at an NFC championship appearance this year, if not a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, wouldn't be my Super Bowl pick, but I think uh, they're going to be in the mix. Denver Broncos. Uh, biggest upgrade uh, year over year in terms of head coach. That has to matter in some capacity. Um, but I'm out on the Broncos because I still believe we live in a world where defenses have solved Russell Wilson. And until he brings a completely new look and new elements to his game, um, I will doubt that this offense can go score for score with some of the elites, particularly in a very crowded AFC, particularly in a challenging AFC West. So um, Denver Broncos, I think, are probably a sub-500 team this year, which means I think 
after a couple of really impressive wins on their schedule at home, uh, this is a team to bet against. And I also think that uh, Sean Payton probably uses this year as an opportunity to evaluate down the roster more so than he does uh, use this as the year where they turn things around. So fine being a long-term buyer in the Sean Payton regime, uh, but I will say that uh, year one, I think, is going to be a little bit of growing pains. Yeah, you kind of did bring me to that uh, kind of that side of the discussion where it's like, if it's painfully apparent that Sean Payton isn't bought in on Russell Wilson, you know, he might have to put up with another year or two of him, but it might not be in his long, long-term plans. And it will be interesting to see because they do have an easy schedule to start the first two games, very winnable and a very tough middle, middle chunk of that schedule, including a Kansas City, Green Bay, Kansas City, Buffalo, Minnesota, Cleveland stretch. Um, so, Maybe a fadable team by midseason if this starts out hot. Obviously, it all comes down to kind of the if we can get some simpatico between a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame head coach. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fame head coaches, we'll head to Detroit. Dan Campbell begins his third year. We're restoring the roar. Uh, my appetite was a little bit tempered after the draft, after off season, after what they put together. I hope they know what they're doing, but I was very high in this rebuild over the last two years. I'm not so sure about what they did with the draft. I'm trying to push that out and saying, you know, you're not good at picking draft players anyway, Andy. Let teams do what they do. We'll see what this offense looks like. And the secondary and defense as a whole obviously has to take some sort of meaningful step forward to actually cash in on this being a favorite in a week NFC North mm -hmm. at this point. So it'll come down to how they use their rookies, Amon Ross, St. Brown staying healthy, Goff staying healthy, and the defense having to take a step forward for them to get to yeah. this you know, double-digit win mark that they need to get probably to win this division. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have them as a top 10 offense. I have them facing a very easy schedule of defenses. So I think offense, and by the way, they're playing a lot of games indoors, which helps for golf, obviously. So uh, I have this team scoring a lot of points this year. I think they are going to put up numbers, um, but I also think that they have one of the bottom five defenses in the league as rostered, particularly their um, I don't love the interior pass rush. I don't love the front seven. And I have questions about the DBs. So I think Detroit is going to be in quite a few shootouts. I have not. Uh, I think at price they are a fade in the a NFC North, but that's partially because I think they could lose some games in the early portion of the season as they're playing a couple of elite quarterbacks, notably opening night against Pat Mahomes and company. And so uh, the buy time may come for this Detroit Lions team because they may ultimately be the most complete and the clear choice in the NFC North. But uh, for now, I am fine letting the ship sail that the restore the roar uh, is not going to happen this year. The only bet I have made on the Lions is I bet, sorry, I made two. Uh, I bet uh, Amon Ross St. Brown most receiving yards at 40 to 1. And I bet uh, Jack Campbell defensive rookie of the year at uh, 21 to 1. I, that's kind of by default and really both of these bets i think i made because i was bored um i don't really have a super duper strong handicap i just think that they kind of uh, just that price and yeah. touching touching on bets because i didn't even think about this one it was a smaller bet earlier in the offseason maybe due to a little boredom as well but the the amon ross st brown stuff too is that that kind of drives with me as well i think it was most receptions is what i had for mm -hmm. him yeah. Where it was like, hey, this yeah. guy actually missed like four games and had a 
ton of targets, a ton of receptions, and it was a pretty big number on him too. So I think it was 18 or 20 to 1 just to be the reception leader. And guess what? Cup pulled a handway this morning. So <laughs> Suddenly, that <laughs> hey, is uh, getting bad. more and more live. Um, okay, the uh, bet I did make in the NFC North, and not one that like I'm beating the drum that this was the best bet. And I actually kind of, I don't think I would, I wouldn't take my money back, but uh, I'm not like expecting this to win. It was the Packers um, to win the NFC North, and it was in the five to one range. Uh, actually, it was plus four ninety five. Um, I don't know what to make of this offense it's the youngest offense particularly at the quarterback it's young slash most inexperienced offense that i can ever remember trying to handicap there is nobody on this field who is going to have more than a what two years service time in the nfl in terms of games played uh, outside of a couple offensive linemen the offensive line should be good uh and if that happens then that should give this group a uh you know an opportunity to grow uh, and if LaFleur can put, you know, solid scheme together com- combined with, uh, you know, a little bit of the unknown, then that's sort of the bull case for the Green Bay offense. Uh, the reason I made the bet really, though, was because the other three defenses in the a- NFC North are atrocious. Um, and if Green Bay finally realizes anything uh, defensively, then they clearly have the best unit in the division. So for the reason, I felt like plus almost you know, five to one was uh silly um and again prepare to eject on this at some point in the season and get on the lions bandwagon if it becomes apparent that uh the the jordan love just doesn't have it um yeah that's it jordan love looks good um looked good in camp looked good in joint practice stuff or whatever scrimmages look good in preseason games when he did get that fair amount of action early on in a couple of the games uh, the young receivers to me are a plus at some of these prices. They have so many young receivers and young pieces, a good backfield. And if the quarterback works, at least two or three of those guys are just, they're going to be good based on the amount of targets they're going to get. And there's so much unknown. I've already proclaimed Musgrave is going to be, <laughs> the words better than Kelsey maybe get uttered from my lips at some point this year. I did bet Jaden Reed offensive rookie of the year, just based on some of the upside, I think for him overtaking dubs at the the wide receiver two. I did bet this team, this number. And again, recording this on a Thursday afternoon, but this number is still 35 to one to win the NFC at DraftKings, wow. which is, it's a shade off market. You're not going to find that. At a bunch of other places, that is obscene compared to what like the Bears and other teams are. So, so you're so I'm you're a, more Packers than me. I didn't realize. I'm a, pack, I'm a Packers okay. truther, and I, I Packers think um, if it, if the offense is good, you watched a lot more the preseason. So I'll I, I don't care if Joe Barry and the defense are not good again. You did, go look at the go look at the team that won the Super Bowl. It was yeah. a an elite offense with a meh, actually kind of bad defense at times. So. Okay. Give me, give me a hot, nasty speed on the offense with all these young guys, and fuck it, we're going to Super Bowl. Okay, title, all right, title. fun. That's that's fun. Uh, I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm definitely going to bet Atlanta week two, but I like them week one, and I like them to get off to a nice hot start here. So, um, best of luck to you and your Packers future, and uh, may join you there. Houston. Um, yeah, go ahead. Houston rookie starter, and similar, lots of youth at the wide receiver. Um, you know, the, there's some names that's starting and playing a wide receiver. I'm not excited about, but there's a lot of upside there too with 
basically three rookies because Mechie didn't you know get any playing time last year. But you know it, it's still a, a learning curve for Stroud. We're still missing some pieces. This this defense. I think we both kind of decided there's enough pieces there for this defense to be okay above average. This defense is slightly above average, and Stroud performs well. This is a team that's probably still going to struggle to actually make it into like wild card talk in in just such a tough conference. But it could be uh, like, hey, this is the best quarterback of the three because they're winning some games and he looks okay. Okay, that's fair. I think I, I see Stroud as probably the safest of the quarterbacks in terms of just you know, being good, not great. Uh, and I worry about the skill position group, which I have rated low. Um, yeah. Defense, I have a couple of oh, how warm spots on the defense. I liked the head coaching hire. This is obvious. I mean, not only is it just a good hire in general, it looks like an amazing hire relative to the last two cycles that the Texans went through. So uh, a lot of potential future uh, excitement in Houston. Absolutely hated what they did in the draft, um, but that still puts uh, you know good young talent on the field this year, which gives you maybe your fans something to get excited about, I guess. Um, but I also think this is probably your fourth place finisher in division, and would be surprised if they make their win total. Uh, largely just because I think scoring points is going to be difficult, particularly with the injuries already and the offensive line. Yikes. Um, moving on in division to the Indianapolis Colts, a team that I'm very cold on to start the season, but very, very excited when I look at where their end of season, uh, schedule, the way it breaks in terms of opponents and particularly, uh, young quarterbacks, uh, Anthony Richardson is the most exciting of the quarterbacks drafted in terms of just entertainment value. I think Colts games are going to be must watch. Um, I think he is going to take a long time to find any kind of stability in terms of, um, you know, playing the position and being a guy you can bet on in any given week. I might not bet a Colts game this year um, because his ceiling is high enough in any given week to win outright as a dog and his floor is low enough to not cover a huge spread. So uh, probably going to be pass, 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 pass when it comes to the Colts for me this year, unless the price just gets absolutely outrageous. Um, kind of a conundrum because I'd like to watch Colts games. I'd like to watch Anthony Richardson, but I won't be betting them. Yeah, he is another one where I'm interested in his Rookie of the Year campaign. I'm just not interested at the current price. <laughs> so I'd kind of like to see some stumbles early. Um, my guy Noonan turned me on to that quite a bit as far as just he basically showed the heat charts from Florida. He's like, hey, he they made him just push it down on the boundaries a lot, and that wasn't his strength. Like He played well despite what Florida asked him to do. So it says a smart coach, Steichen, I believe, be a smart option. Oh, yeah, player, nice hire. Probably gets the most out of him. A big issue is like, hey, if you want to give him nice, easy stuff, short stuff over the middle, well, your slot receivers aren't great or are very young. You don't have a running back that catches the ball anymore because he's on the pup right now. You're going to rely on running back depth, and your tight end room isn't that good. So the skill position players to actually do that, Mm -hmm. kind of stink for that game plan. Although if things start to work out and Steichen truly does get the most out of him, he has a lot of upside and this team does have some upside. I'm cold on them in general based on how the offensive line played last year and all those things being such uncertainties. And there's a lot of what ifs we need to get him there. So a team I'm going to monitor closely, but I don't have much on yet. Yeah. Their secondary, I mean, by the way, stinks out loud. Forgot to mention uh, that. 
I'm not yeah, I'm not excited about most of the defense either. So uh, a team we are excited about staying again in the same division, Doug Peterson's Jacksonville Jaguars. They did get a playoff win last year. So we've already we've gotten the playoffs out of the way. We've added uh, our, you know, the the wayward son there that's uh, found his way into gambling. But that gives you a nice piece at receiver. You drafted some depth at running back. You didn't address the offensive line as much as I'd like. We'll see if that rears its ugly head. And this defense is probably bad, but it's another thing. We just, like we talked about the Chiefs, if this offense takes a meaningful another step forward and it's good, I guess I don't care how bad this defense is, especially in this division. This team can win on the back of a star quarterback, a star receiver, and a couple good running backs. And I'm excited to see what they can do uh, under uh, two year uh, year two with Dougie. Yeah, a little off market on this team for me to the good. Um, I make them top 10 power rated overall. I make the offense clearly top 10. I think there's a reasonable chance we get halfway through the season and we're talking about the Jaguars skill position group is the best in football. Uh, and I think that's enough in a very weak division to give them a realistic shot at a one seed in the AFC. Uh, and if they're in round two with a bye and getting healthy and everyone else is bloodying each other up in the super wild card round in a super crowded AFC, uh, to me, that spells grab a future. Uh, you're a, you're, you're outrageous uh, Green Bay price for me that the team that I am riding my uh, future hopes on is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Second biggest potential payout of any preseason bet I have made is the Jaguars winning the Super Bowl. Uh, um, and uh, I, uh, I'm i going to ride or die with these guys despite all the points you brought up being relatively valid. I am higher on their defense than market for some reason. I haven't really put my finger on it. <laughs> I, like, I like a lot of these guys. I think Trayvon Walker could take a step forward. Um, but that's kind of what it comes down to. You need him to progress and be a 1.01 quality a uh, player this year for that defense to to really materialize into something that can win you games in the month of January. Team that is very good at winning games in the month of January, Andy, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they are there is no reason to doubt them. Andy Reid plus Pat Mahomes equals magic. Uh, this is the you know clearly uh, best quarterback situation in the NFL, despite question marks across the skill position group outside of Travis Kelsey uh, offensive line number one for me I'm sorry number two number two for me in football um, changeover at the tackles but you know if there's anywhere you want to be weak with Pat Mahomes under center it's the tackle position uh, you want to protect that you want you want that interior to be solid and that's where they shine the most they're the number one interior offensive line by my numbers so great protection Pat Mahomes Travis Kelsey you know, fill in the rest at wide receiver. This team is going to score points. They're going to win games. Um, the defense, I am higher on their market. I think they're better than league average. I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. That's kind of a staple of Spagnola defense. I think um, the having said all this, why haven't I bet Chiefs futures? Why haven't I bet them to win the division? Why haven't I bet them to win the AFC? Their schedule at the end of the season is insane. They play everyone good, and they are at a rest disadvantage almost every week. That seems impossible, but it certainly feels like the uh, forces are going to make them go on the road this year in the playoffs, and that is a new test that we have not seen uh, Mahomes answer just yet. And so for that reason, uh, I will be on the sidelines with the Chiefs unless they are, again, dogs in the Super Bowl, which feels unlikely. Yeah, replace the tackles, but... 
I don't know, probably a wash. And uh, again, another rookie receiver I'm kind of keeping my eyes on in Rasheed Rice, not because I'm super high on him, although I think he's good. It's just the opportunity is so there for somebody to step up and be the guy that's not Travis Kelsey in this. And I'm not terribly convinced that Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore, you know, some of these names, it's not like, oh, he's he's locked, you know, behind these starters. He has a chance to really do something special just because he has Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. I mean, we've seen some of the numbers that Tyreek was able to put up there. Nobody's Tyreek, but a guy I'm watching if he's able to bust out a little this year. And then just I'm going to cede the rest of my KC time to say the funniest possible thing that could happen this year is Patrick Mahomes is very bad. And his <laughs> offense looks completely lost. Wouldn't it, it was be all like, the enemy. It was all <laughs> the enemy. I'm Obviously, I'm, I'm putting... Yeah. The, no stock in that. I just thought about that once. I'm like, wouldn't that be just the weirdest damn thing? Yeah. Like Charles Barkley in Space Jam, where he just like can't play basketball because they took his. McCole Hardman was the key, Andy. He was the straw. McCole Hardman the was the straw that stirred the drink. Um, same division. God, we're gonna do this twice, three in a row from the same division. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders lackluster results, obviously last year. Got rid of, moved on from Carr. Uh, we are a snap. A snapped leg away from AOC making the field. That's that's my dream here. Mm. I don't. I'm not super excited about this team. They made the deal with Jacobs. It's crazy how you can have a top five running back, a top five receiver, a quarterback who's really done it. Honestly, he did it in New England as well. Some at some points when he was called into service, like he's not a bad quarterback. You have mm-hmm. some pieces here. Mm-hmm. We're just really not high in this team. Obviously it's a tough conference, tough division, and it's a tough sell for me on this coach at this point. And I need to see it from the defense. I'd need to see it from Jimmy G and I need to see, I guess, any sort of consistency. Cause that was something they lacked a lot of last year from game to game. I don't know. Tell me why we're so low in Las Vegas, I guess. Uh, I kind of made a is, good case for him. Well, this is uh, this is Lions AFC, honestly. Um, yeah. You put this team... You, in fact, honestly, the makeup of this team, they should be in the NFC North. Um, they have a... T- they have a borderline top 10 offense by my numbers. They have a great skill position group uh, and they have a bottom five defense um, of specific concern. The linebackers and DBs are bad. Um, they have, in fact, everybody outside of Max Crosby is, is a minus or question mark uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And that's a hard way to make a living when you share a division with um, two top five quarterbacks and two top 10 offenses in the Chargers and the Chiefs. So best of luck there. Uh, The other reason to be a little cool on Las Vegas, Andy, is Jimmy Garoppolo is made of glass. Uh, and Aiden O'Connell realistically could be put into service this year. And while that is a huge upgrade over Brian Hoyer, <laughs> uh, I think when we did the Raiders preview, we were literally like, okay, this is the plan. You're going to put Jimmy G behind it, uh, an offensive line that has, uh, you know, kind of weakness on the interior, and you're going to expect him not to get hurt, and you're gonna really going to send Brian Hoyer out there. Well, apparently Brian Hoyer is more of a quarterback coach for this team and less of a QB too, and it's going to be AOC time. He's, he's listed as two, but it would be a choice to try him out there if Jimmy G got hurt. So, um, Chargers. All right. Huh? Uh, LA Chargers. Um, I don't have, I'm running out of reasons to not believe in these guys. Um, my numbers as currently rostered make them a top 10 offense. Uh, I have, uh, Justin Herbert as my fifth best quarterback in the NFL that he might, that could only, that may go up. 
Um, I have their starter. I have their defense uh, as top half. I have their starters overall as a top seven team. I have their power rated as a top seven team. Uh, I have their reserves as the second worst in the NFL. Um, so they are extremely fragile. Uh, injuries to basically any group here, positional group, doesn't even have to be uh, cluster injuries, and you're going to be putting guys on the field that don't belong out there, and that is going to drag down the overall performance of this team. Uh, the other hesitation I have with the Chargers, we mentioned it earlier, not really a Kellen Moore guy. Uh, I think that people expecting that he is some sort of savior in terms of drawing up plays while you know, I'm fine believing he could be an upgrade over Lombardi. I'm not 100% sure he's got all of the answers. So um, for me, at least, uh, you know, this is a, a team that while healthy, I will back them in a given week. Um, but uh, I have very, very significant concerns about them closing the gap on the Chiefs and being other anything other than um, a wild card team this year. And Andy, in a crowded AFC... Even if the Chargers do get the number one overall seed, they have no home field advantage in either the divisional round or the AFC championship game were they to host. Uh, so for those reasons, I do not see value in taking a future swing on them in the AFC. Does that make sense? I like the yeah, I like the offense, but like you said, it's fragile. And I mean, I, I go look at like CD Lamb's numbers last year, or just CD Lamb as under Kellen Moore. Yeah. And I get really excited because they did they added a receiver in Quentin Johnston. Should be an outside guy. You should see Keenan Allen just I mean, he's like 60% of the slot last year, maybe even more. Just constant, constant pressure with Keenan Allen out of the slot with two good receivers on the outside and a competent offensive coordinator. Like Keenan Allen might be this guy three quarters of the way through the season if he makes it that long. But like, hey, is this guy offensive player of the year? Because he, like, when he's been healthy, guy puts up, like, top five receiver numbers. He's very, very good. People forget he's kind of, like, he's about a little bigger, I think. But he's the same height, C.D. Lamb. Like, it's kind of the same kind of usage, I would think so. So, it'll be interesting to see what we get. The, obviously, huge question, Kellen Moore. We all know this. So, I'm excited for Keenan and this offense. So, just like you said, this team is a couple injuries away from being a, a footnote in the rest of the AFC this year. Um, Sean McVay and the Rams, the Rams, whatever they get their Super Bowl. Fuck it, let's move on. Uh, we saw the depth piece, we saw the depth pieces on this, like we talked about. The depth in this defense looked so bad against even against backups in the preseason. I'm really scared what happens if anyone gets hurt because yeah. this defense isn't very good outside of Aaron Donald. That said, you have a another legitimate offensive player of the year candidate in Cooper Cup if he's healthy, which apparently he's not already. You have a good quarterback if he's healthy, which we all know he isn't. And you have a lot of liability for him to get injured just based on what's around him, what they're going to ask him to do. You have a very good play caller. It's just a really weird makeup. Um, I'm curious to see what their philosophy is this year and what they do. This is another one, too, where it's like, man, do we see Stetson Bennett starting like 10 games at some point? Mm. This team all um they have a first round pick next year, Drew. Yeah. Like, they haven't had they haven't had a reason to tank for a very long time. Like, yeah. If they go out and lose, you know, 12, 13 games, it'd be good for them finally. Yeah. Worst defense in football by margin. I think you have to understand that when you're handicapping any team that has just played the Rams, that offense will look great. Um, I think the uh 
this team is a bet against until they are power rated near the Cardinals. Um, and yes, that includes uh, the fact that you have, you know, future ring of honor guys like Stafford cup and Aaron Donald out there. Um, I kind of, I mean, I feel bad for Aaron Donald and Cooper cup. I would, if I was any other team be kicking the tires to see if we could pry them out of the Rams cold, dead hands, give them assets so that they can begin their rebuild in earnest. Um, and uh, yeah, this is uh, yeah. Like you said, they got their Super Bowl. Who cares? Um, the Miami Dolphins, <clears throat> tale of two off-seasons, Andy. First half of the off-season was all glowing. Uh, everything was coming up teal, uh, teal and orange. Uh, great hire in Vic Fangio for the defense. Um, you know, great trade for Jalen Ramsey. Um, you didn't have a draft pick because you tampered, but... Uh, you know, in general, I think, you know, you did a good job in free agency putting together a defense and, uh, you know, putting together a team on paper uh, that was going to challenge the Bills as best in the AFC East. Uh, since then, it has been a bit of a downhill experience for Miami fans and backers. Um, I'm losing faith that uh, Tua is going to be able to stay healthy for the season. There have been a handful of comments in this offseason and in the preseason that have been a little bit spooky about how exactly close he was to not coming back to football this year, um, which means he is one hit away from being out entirely. And that is not a good place to be, even though they made a probably a decent move, get Mike White involved. Um, but that said, uh, Miami is a, a spooky case in terms of um, health, uh, the tackle situation with Tron Armstead. I mean, if he plays 14 games this season, I think they should consider themselves lucky. Um, and the absence of Ramsey, at least for me, has moved their defense out of the top 10 and into the middling pack because their you know backfield now has a couple of soft spots. So still love Vangio, still think that there will be times to back the Dolphins this year, but um, I am like red alert aware to just hot, hot sell this team. Well, especially at current prices, like at you kind of said it. Yeah. You said everything I was. I, I have to say about this team. I'm not going to belabor it. Like Matteo Yes, yeah. that's a little Easter egg for people, so you know when we were recording. Yeah, yeah he's we're recording he's this. he's saving a miserable day for me in Flushing Meadows. We're uh, yeah, we're we're kind of aligned here. Like it's spooky is a good word for it. They've had injuries at running backs, injuries at offensive line. You've lost Jalen Ramsey for meaningful time. Like. And your quarterback obviously is like on the Billy Ray. Was, 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 Billy like, Ray Cyrus. Not, no, the no, the, Billy, uh, not, the varsity not varsity yeah. blues, but Billy the Bob. Spoof. Bill, yeah, but, yeah, the spoof where they actually have it on the scoreboard. Yeah, Billy, Bo- yeah. Like, Billy Ray's concussions left. Like two is down to one. Man, two is one good one. head rattling. He's got one. Might, one might left, be yeah. done. So super high upside. Obviously, you have crazy offensive skill position players and a great quarterback but boy it's a it's a wide it's a wide probability wide distribution um minnesota i am on record saying this defense will be very 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 bad this year still i love flores i just don't think he can do it with the current roster he can't do it that quick this is going to be last year's lions kind of the same kind of thing not that they weren't that last year as well so it's going to be a very very good offense i love Mm -hmm. addison i love what they're doing here i love obviously jj i don't think the cook cook or thielen matters all that much to what they're going to try to do this year i think they have a great head coach Uh, the defense is just going to be that bad that it's going to be tough to you know get all these close wins again i mean normally teams that win all these close games it's because they have a good defense that keeps them in it, and they end up winning games late. Mm. Minnesota didn't have a – they did it in such a weird way. 
obviously the the regression bug is going to bite. I don't think it's as hard as some. They still have a decent chance to win this division just based on their offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what the vision is here, honestly. Um, Let's fix the defense next year, I guess. I guess. That's going to be Which tough. at that though, point, you're making a quarterback decision. <laughs> yeah, right. They've, they've really put themselves in a weird spot. That said, um, quarterback is, at, you know, his floor is middle of the pack. Uh, his ceiling is middle of the pack. Um, Justin Jefferson's floor is top five. His ceiling is top one. Offensive line has a couple of elite pieces, particularly Darisaw, who I love at tackle. Um, interior has questions, other skill position players, particularly, you know, running back, you know, and, and outside of tight end and wide receiver one, there's questions or at least inexperience. Um, all that said, I think this offense should be expected to be kind of in the top 10 or borderline top 10 with how good the personnel is. Um, and how I, I, I regard KOC fine as an offensive mind. So I think they're going to be able to score points, but this defense has was, it started low for me this off this preseason and it's gone down. Um, I think this unit could be quite bad. Um, and I like the hire of Flores, but scheme's not going to save things. Um, you're going to have to really, really, really develop some young oh, players you to get effective give me, Give me prime Buddy Ryan and give him <laughs> a bunch of 10-year-olds. That can <laughs> yeah, defend anybody. Like, it's just, yeah. You still have to have the players. Yeah, I think they're going to be a roller coaster. They're going to be fun to watch every week. Uh, they're going to be in every game. Comeback mode is going to be live because of the way that they're structured, but they're going to let teams back in. <laughs> like This is kind of set up for just every game being super exciting 30 to 30 team with the ball last wins kind of stuff so yeah it's gonna be fun um let's go to the new england patriots they're next i believe Mm -hmm. um the what do you think of their defense drew yeah top five (laughs) amazing incredible honestly Um, even in the preseason i got excited incredible incredible they're 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 well schemed they're well rostered they're deep they're multiple there's no weakness they're Um, inevitable they're inevitable um the offense is question there i've downgraded their offensive line pretty substantially i've downgraded their skill position group group substantially and now i have their offense kind of in the mid to low 20s which is not going to be enough to keep up with some of the elite offenses in the afc and the afc particularly um mac jones i I don't really know what's going on with the quarterback position there. I don't really know that Belichick's mended fences. I think his actions in the last calendar year have been very questionable from the way he treated Mac Jones in the offseason and the way that they went about offensive coordinating last year to the way they, uh, you know, the pulling him in, in a game for Bailey Zappi. All, all of it was just bizarre. And I don't know that fences have been mended. I think it's going to be a little bit of a delicate situation. I think if the offense is costing the Patriots games, I, I don't know where they go next. Um, but it's, this is a team that is, if you only had to compete on defense, would be a Super Bowl contender. Um, but because you have to score into the 20s to win Super Bowls now, they are going to be on the outs for me. So um, they could be a weird team where they're power rated, but well above a league average team, but because of their schedule and because of the offense inability to really find any kind of mojo, I think this team could win like five or six games. So um, super interesting and weird case here with the Patriots. Um, any type, anytime they're getting a bunch of points, anytime the total is going to be in the high forties, this is a take the points, bet the under type of type of team for me. Yeah. Ridiculously difficult schedule. Oh, um, all time, all time tough. 
goes without saying the defense should be very good and as Patriots defenses often do gets better throughout the season they have a good enough offensive line and they have the pieces outside of you know they don't have a strong wide receiver room but you have strong tight ends you have strong two strong running backs now that you know, at least usable in in a really nice running back by committee which is to the bane of most fantasy players who have i have all these remandre shares but uh i think you have you have the pieces and and smith schuster is a nice a nice addition in the slot like you have the pieces to take a jump forward on the offense just based on the fact that you went into the season last year without an offensive coordinator you have one now like it just it should be better um that's going to be the big question mark like if, if the offense is league average or better the defense is good enough to keep them in games and they're going to win some games against teams that are better than them they're going to they're going to sniff the playoffs but uh you know if the offense doesn't take any meaningful steps uh, defense can't do everything so i'm i'm kind of cold on them till i see it okay i don't i don't want to be early on new i don't want to be early on new england at all so no uh new quarterback in new orleans uh, derek carr Michael Thomas maybe plays. We're not holding our breath. <laughs> like uh, sometime, I'm not. Uh, Kamara suspended for being in trouble last year. But all those negatives, they're still favored in a weak-ass division with a bunch of turnover at quarterback, young quarterbacks, bad head coaches. They might be in that same boat if we were talking about them, though, from another point of view, from another team. We're not so sure they have a good coaching staff. We're not so sure Derek Carr is going to make a seamless transition, although they did bring in some people to help with that. I don't think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. I think he can be absolutely serviceable. Um, I'm just not excited about this team's long-term. Like, I don't get what the what the bet would be in this team. It's mm -hmm. not a team that, I oh, they won their division. They have a home game. Like, oh, yeah. give a shit. They're not going to do anything in the playoffs. I, I don't know what the – what I'd be excited about here, or what, what I have, what I have to look for to see if I want to be betting on this team week in and week out. Or what do you got? Yeah, last year's Raiders are now in New Orleans. Um, in every which way, uh, this is a team that I think they're that the market rates their offense nineteenth. I think that's low. The market rates their defense eleventh. I think that's way freaking high. I think the pass rush is pretty questionable. I think the offensive line could undo what the ceiling is for this offense. Uh, and if they weren't in the NFC South with the first or second weakest schedule, then I think this team would be a um, bottom feeder and probably, uh, you know, people would lose their jobs. Um, that said, the schedule is soft enough that they can win eight games. Um, but this is a team that I have circled in black Sharpie to fade with a lead in a game because the pass rush is so weak and because the running game I have questions about. And I think that will let teams back in all season long. Um, New York Giants. New York football Giants. Um, oh, no, Jets. Giants? Jets, Giants, 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 G before J, G before J, <laughs> of course, um, New York football Giants, um, another team where bad luck for them that they are, they have two juggernauts in their division uh, with the um, uh, Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, otherwise, this team looks better on paper than they did last year. Um, I don't 100% understand the way they have gone about populating their skill position group because they have a lot of guys who are redundant. <laughs> Daniel Jones can continue to grow under Kafka and Dable. I like the nucleus there in terms of the minds that are running the offense. Um, but 
the offensive line to me is going to keep the uh, ceiling of the offense somewhat low when they go up against elite pass rushes like the Dallas Cowboys. They are in trouble. Uh, and uh, when they face elite offenses, particularly elite offenses that have good offensive lines and good weapons, uh, they are in trouble because their defensive backfield is 30th out of 32 by my numbers. Yeah, we talked about uh, in our last preview that Julian Love moved on. What they have left there, it's not great. They've had injuries over the past couple of years there as well. Uh, the defensive front looks good. The front seven looks like it could be a force at times. But it, it has been a bit of a weird build as far as roster, although it worked out well last year. Daniel Jones, I think, is very serviceable. They paid the running back. I'm not super convinced that matters one way or the other, but they have him back in the fold, so you have the consistency there. Uh, they're probably going to need someone to it, – it's similar to the Chiefs in the way that like someone needs to put their hand up and say, I'm wide receiver one. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to be, again, similar to the Chiefs. Your wide receiver one is a tight end, and they got a good one. Waller's very good. We saw the connection in the preseason. We saw it in camp. Like he's very good, but you're going to need a little more than that if you want to compete, especially like you said, in a division that's so top heavy. Rookie Jalen Hyatt, uh, Slayton, I don't know, Wandale Robinson. Somebody's got to step up and be that guy um, in order for them to take a meaningful step. I still think it's probably a team that's on the outside looking in after uh, being a little ahead of schedule last year. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, What's after the Giants? The Jets. The Jets are obviously interesting. Go watch Hard Knocks. We'll skip this one. Um, Aaron Rodgers can probably still make a team very good. They have a very good wide receiver. They have a very good running back that's going to work his way back. They signed another running back. They have the pieces in place to be competitive, but man, what a competitive division. Like we said with the page, what if the Patriots offense is good? This is a terrifying, horrible division to play in, in that case. And they'll have the work cut out for them. Um, if anybody can do it, I guess it is, you know, bringing in a hall of fame quarterback because they did a lot of things right last year, despite rolling out some very, very bad quarterbacks just week after week to have basically to have two rookie of the year candidates, they both, I mean, one guy had, had it one on this team. Yeah. When that's your quarterbacks that you put out there week after week after week to be three quarters of the season, talking about maybe making the playoffs. So truly, maybe it was just, hey, this team is kind of a quarterback away and this defense is going to be nasty. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm not there with them personally, um, but I get it. Uh, defense I have as top three offense I have as bottom half because I have a very low grade on the offensive line and outside of Garrett Wilson I have questions about everyone in the skill position group um, I don't know that refresh my memory too Drew did did uh, Rogers play behind a pretty decent offensive line last yes, year? Yes, he did. He's also very old and he's not very mobile and he's a bad leader. And, and he has Nathaniel Hackett calling plays who I think if, and honestly, like this narrative, blah, 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 blah. If shit starts going wrong, Aaron Rodgers can be the first one pointing fingers. He's not going to be kumbayaing like he is right now about how what a dream it is in New York with the Jets. Like if they're scoring, uh, you know, thirteen points a game and getting beat, even though their defense is holding teams to seventeen, 
Like this is going to get ugly quick. And I think that's a realistic outcome. I bet the Jets to be the lowest, the fewest points scored um, at uh, 56 to one. Um, I bet Quinn Williams to win defensive player of the year, which I wish I could take back because I think it's going to be Parsons. <laughs> but this defense is amazing. Uh, and this offense, I have just loads of questions about. So uh, their schedule is tough as well. They play a lot of really, really decent pass rushes, which I think is going to keep their keep their um, their totals in the uh, among the lowest in the NFL. So um, under, under, under for the Jets for me. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are the almost exact opposite. This team's going to threaten the Bengals, I think, to score the most points this season. I think um, Jalen Hurts is live for Offensive Player of the Year. I bet that at 30-1 to 1 range, uh, which is – I'm pretty excited about that. I wish I had bet more on that, actually. Um, his offensive profile last year was incredible. They're not going to have quite as many leads this year because their defense isn't as good and then their schedule is tougher. Uh, and so for those reasons, I think the, um, the Eagles are set to win games – scoring into the high 20s low 30s week in week out and uh the beneficiary is going to be hurts incredible offensive line top three incredible skill position group top three uh and uh just in general uh nick sirianni a guy that i can totally buy into as a, a visionary head coach defense i worry about the linebacking core i don't have a great grade on the front seven i have some questions about the defensive backs um so for all those reasons i think philly's going to be in a, a little bit tougher game state this year than they were last year in a lot of games week in week out that all that said wild card team for me i think they're going to be a nasty 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 matchup in playoffs for a lot of the other NFC teams. I could see them getting to the NFC Championship game, uh, but if it's on the road this time in San Francisco or in Dallas, then I would make them meaningful dogs. Yeah, not a lot to add there. Um, added some nice rookies. Still got to show up in a tough division. Mm -hmm. um, could be the most annoying draw if you win a division and get a team that made it to the Super Bowl who may have improved. <laughs> and still is a wild card because, uh, you know, the Cowboys won, won better than them at some point during the season. So, um, yeah, I'm still very bullish on the team, but they did lose two coordinators. We'll see if that matters. Uh, Pittsburgh, who's their coach? Mike Tomlin, 17th mm. year, I believe. Uh, Pickett, I was out on. I was a little out on preseason last year. It's not like he showed me a ton, but he didn't go in there and fall on his face. And he made some nice throws. I watched, I think I watched all three of their preseason games, at least parts of them. Uh, he makes some nice throws at times. So I'm, I'm maybe warming up to pick it a little because that matters. This is another one where, oh, the defense is obviously good. They have some stars along all three levels. Like this defense is a is a problem for a lot of teams, especially how they pass rush. Um, if this offense is again middle of the pack, better. They're competing in this division, and it's a tough division. They're still, you know, fourth and four, but there's a lot of upside with this team for sure. And they have, you know, just a steady Eddie head coach. Um, so Pickett takes a step forward. I think we're like, we might be cooking with gas here. Yeah. Mike Tomlin, coach of the year. Um, I, Matt Canada is sort of the only X factor that keeps this team from winning 13 games and, uh, you know, yeah. winning the NFC, AFC North and, when Tom was coach of the year. Um, Andy, I don't know if you saw this, but um, the big free, um, the big free price for the Steelers to win four games more than last year, which would be 13, 12 and a half to the over is nine to one, which means Tomlin 30 to one is, uh, is plus EV by basically any way you can measure it. Um, I think this defense is going to be top five. 
I think there's only upside potential for the offense. I have them rated currently 17th, but I like the offensive line enough. I like the skill position group a lot, uh, and I think Kenny Pickett could take a meaningful step forward. So um, overall, I rate this team just out of the top 10, but uh, I think in a you know a couple breaks, couple bounces, and improved offense, they could uh, threaten the, the uh, Bengals for the AFC Norse. And uh, if that comes through, if they win their division, if they're winning 12, 13 games, then... Tomlin coach of the year party is going to be awesome. Seattle, we just talked about. Don't really have anything to add. <laughs> the uh, I bet him week one uh, against the Rams. Um, I think this team is. Um, you skip San Francisco. Oh, oh yeah, my that's true. Their S A N is before S E A. I have S F O. Um, all right, San Francisco. No, I, I I'll go I to San Francisco. Him. I had to move them because of the abbreviation. We just talked about San Francisco for an hour and a half yesterday, so go listen to that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we, um, we tried to solve the Purdy problem for forty minutes. Came up with fucking nothing. Like most yeah, I, I, yeah. Synergy between Shanahan and Purdy is real, in my opinion. Uh, it may not manifest until we get later in the season, and he's one hundred percent healthy. Defense has a bunch of Hall of Famers. Um, this uh, Niners team, I think, has the inside track to get the one seed because they're in the easier division. Uh, then, or at least they don't have another gorilla in their division like Dallas and Philly do. Um, and uh, if the road to the Super Bowl goes through San Francisco, then good luck to the rest of the NFC teams. Yeah, quarterback doesn't matter. It's the running back doesn't matter. But it only it only <laughs> works with one team in the league. So. Only applies here. It only applies in the Bay Area, and we can say that now that the other Bay Area team has vacated. Northern California defense and skill positions on paper. Obviously, everything's top five. If the quarterback jives, this team is one of the four best rosters in the NFL. I will go up to the Pacific Northeast now. Gino, <laughs> it was the same kind of thing. We tried to figure out Gino. Obviously, there's no real good analog to a 32 year old quarterback suddenly putting it all together. Uh, there was a bit of a decline in the second half of the season. If that continues, it might be tough to see this team finish up and you know, make the playoffs again. And uh, they still, they have some good skill positions. They keep adding like, and your biggest knock, and I'll let you expound on this was how they drafted and how they added to this roster because they have running backs. Mm-hmm. So you draft more running backs. You have, good, <laughs> you have good corners, you have depth in secondary. So you draft more there. Like you, you didn't fix the, uh, you know, guy, you didn't find guys, who can you can scheme to be better at stopping the run on defense? You didn't find guys to help with the pass rush, and you know some of the, some of the deficiencies there they ignored and just continued to add to strength, which I thought was a fair point by you. Yeah, and I mean you, you got still huge questions in the interior offensive line that specifically caused Geno issues. You know, like you look at the tape when he was poor, it was because you the interior pressure was getting to him and. I wish they had addressed that more carefully. If they did, I'd be higher on this offense. As in fact, they didn't. I have them 18th, and I'm expecting them. I'm expecting a little bit of Geno regression, I guess. Um, defense should be better, but pass rush, you nailed it, is still a question. Uh, and if you're not, you know, if your pass rush hasn't improved, um, and if your interior offensive line causes Geno to regress to a quarterback in the 20s, then you ain't beating the Niners and you're going into the playoffs as a wild card if you even get there. So that's kind of, I think, a narrow narrow range of outcomes for the Seahawks. And you know, none of them are like really earth-shatteringly good. Uh, uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are next. Is that right? 
Tampa sure. Bay. Tom Brady, is he coming back? Uh, he is officially retired, and this is now the Bake Show. Um, Bake Off? I forget what the social media around the announcement of Baker as the quarterback was, but it was horrible. Um, this Baker off- Bay. That's Bake. not it. No, it's, oh, it's Tampa, not it. Tampa Baker. Tampa Baker? I don't know. Whatever wow. the case is, you know who doesn't move the needle for me? Annoyed. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you know, you know who doesn't make a move the needle for me is Baker Mayfield. You know who doesn't move the needle for me even more is Baker Mayfield behind an offensive line that can't pass pro. And that's what you got. And that right there is enough to keep this offense, which has some blue chips at wide receiver from reaching their potential. Um, that and the fact that they're coordinated by a question mark from Seattle, um, to me, I think does kind of have put a hard ceiling on uh, their output from a scoring standpoint this year. Defense has some bright spots. Linebacking still good. You got a couple of blue chips and you know on the D you have at least one blue chip in B to A on the D line. Who knows what you got with Shaq Barrett now? You've lost some depth at your secondary, so you might be exposed. Um, you've been generally figured out defensively in terms of what Todd Bowles wants to do. So um, you know, their schedule is soft enough and their division is weak enough that Anything is possible. They could go to the playoffs again. They went as freaking eight and nine team last year, um, but uh, I think it's fine being pessimistic about Tampa's chances to repeat that success, particularly as long as Mister Mayfield is under. Who's the center? <laughs> yeah, n- name name the offensive line there. It's bad. Uh, Werfs and Cody Mock. There's a uh, lot of bad O lines in the NFL. Right I know now. the 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 rookie that you got from MDSU and Tristan Werfs. Uh, Robert Hainsey is your starting. Robert Hainsey. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not as some people are really down on this team. I don't think you can be right. with Actually, the, with, the with the roster. <laughs> well, I, I I get the reasons why, but yeah. the roster they have. It's there's still enough really good players on this roster where you can't be like this team is just going to shit the bed for 17, 18 weeks. Um, it's just it's a good enough roster that's going to get drugged down by quarterback play and coaching where it's like, hey, if we had a competent quarterback, if we had a good head coach, if we had a good offensive identity, this team should be favored to win this division. You don't have those things. So you're going to play second fiddle. And if you do win more games than you should based on you know some of the skill players you have and the fact that it's an easy division it's a you know it's probably a first round exit anyway it's not a team that's going to go any deep it's a, probably a narrow now that i've settled my mind on tampa it's probably a narrow distribution of me and it's you know missing the playoffs or winning the division you know it's not somebody who i, I really take seriously as a, a wild card contender even in this conference tennessee is it going to see you know just like uh New England tried to play a whole year without a coordinator. They're going to try to do it without an offensive line. (laughs) It's an an experiment in positionless football. Strategy, Cotton. Yeah, see if it pays off for them. It's one hell of a blumpkin. Let's see. Uh, I don't know what I want to say about tennis. I don't even understand where they're going to go with this. They have these two young quarterbacks on the roster. Are they going to want to see them at some point? I know they got to see Willis some last year. Uh, are they planning, you know, and they're kind of in the weird spot with Minnesota too. It's like, are we moving on for this guy for sure? Or should we do something longer term? Are we going to run it back here? We have a running back who was, you know, talked in MVP conversation several years. 
he's just getting older and older. I know they have a younger running back on the roster now that we're excited about, but I, I don't fully understand going up and getting a wide receiver. <laughs> like it's exciting, but I don't know if I'd have done it. Like, is that yeah. really where you think you're at? Like, oh man, yeah. if we get a wide receiver one Super Bowl through yeah. like we're gonna beat the Chiefs, we're gonna beat the Bills, we're gonna beat the Bengals, we're gonna beat the Dolphins, we're gonna beat all these teams. Like I I guess I don't fully understand where this team's headed and yeah, I'm I'm cold on them. Yeah, Hopkins has got some juice, but he moves them squarely into purgatory. Um, this is a team that, as you mentioned, has the worst offensive line in football. Um, they have, uh, I, for that reason, I think they're going to be a bottom five offense in football. So they're going to have to get it done with defense. Their schedule has enough weak offenses that their defense should keep them in enough games that they win six, seven, maybe eight. Uh, it's enough in my opinion to keep the, uh, Colts and the Texans at the bottom of the AFC South, which again, I think helps the Jaguars, <laughs> but, um, ultimately this is a team that's not competing for much. They are tryhards though. And that's the Mike Vrabel. Uh, that's his identity. Uh, tank is not in his vocabulary. So, um, you know, don't overlook the Texans. Tennis, don't overlook the Titans on a given day. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing the old uh, Houston Oilers uniforms at some point this season. Yeah, they have a very um, good coach. I feel like I, I glossed over that. Yeah. Uh, interesting situation brewing in Washington where you have weird friction <laughs> yeah yeah where you have friction between the offensive coordinator and the head coach before we even get the season started but then in all your preseason games you're trying super hard and you look really good on offense sam howell has at times in this preseason very much looked the part of starting quarterback um and we know that the strength really is really is on the defensive side of the ball they have an elite front seven they have a young secondary so this is a team that is rostered to put away leads, not necessarily keep teams with good offenses from scoring on them early, um, which means that they should throttle the likes of the Cardinals of the world and that they are going to struggle mightily against the likes of the Cowboys and the Eagles of the world. Um, I think realistically this is a turnover year for the um, for the commanders and success really should be defined by understanding what you have in Howell, I suppose, and if you want to build around him or if you want on a super cheap deal or if you want to swing away in the draft, if I don't even know what their draft capital looks like, but probably lame duck season for Ron Rivera, uh, and that's fine. Um, And, uh, yeah, not a factor. Oh, yeah, Howell has a goddamn cannon. He has a very live arm. His accuracy has looked better. His pocket poise and his you know his reads looked good in the the limited time i had to see him in the preseason obviously that's a big it's a a far cry from doing it in the you know in a real game and the big knock would be terrible under pressure and Mm -hmm. the couple times that i saw him pressured he looked he looked like his brain just fell out of his head so need to improve on that a little but it's still i don't i don't think they're expecting to go out there and win this division but that said you even with rivera and a bit of a lame duck. You have a decent coaching staff. You have a good group of skill position players, and you have what's probably a, a very above average defense. Like this is a sneaky piss somebody off with a wild card weekend win team as like their high end side, because it is the, it is the kind of roster where if they get the best that we think we can get from Howell in year one of him starting, um, it's a wild card team that pisses in somebody's Cheerios in week one of the playoffs. You know, I, I don't have them. I wouldn't be taking long, long shots on them to do anything massive. But uh, the way they're set up, 
it's going to be an annoying team to play. Yeah, annoying. That sounds about right. <laughs> pesky, a pesky, pesky, okay. a pesky Commanders team. We'll see. And with that, oh, that you is know what they're going to fucking teams. do, Drew. That was, we yeah. joked that we joked about this not being evergreen because something's going to happen. They're going to change the team name over the weekend, probably. Uh, are they going to do that before the season starts? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. I'm just, just making pressed. shit up. I mean, they okay. have talked about it. Okay. I'm just, uh, you know, intrigued to see how many players play them Survivor Week 1 because it does feel like a little bit of a free square, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I know. I don't, I don't think we'll have a good evaluation of them after Week 1. Like they'll have to play an NFL team week two, and then we'll see. What was the name of that site that had the uh, projections for Survivor? Um, Survivor. Oh, Washington grid? is actually the second most popular expected pick. You want to guess who the number one is? Survivor Grid. Is that it? Yeah, that is it. Second most popular expected pick is Washington. You know who the most popular is? Um, Kansas City. No, they're third. No, oh, sorry, they're fourth. Minnesota expected to be third? Huh, interesting. Number one is Baltimore taking on the Houston Texans oh, with DJ Stroud behind a that, makeshift. I mean, that, that's like a nine-point line, though, isn't it? I mean, it's just yeah, it's a big, big spread. Number. Yeah, it's a big number. Um, all right. Good job. That yeah, is Minnesota, 32 Minnesota's teams in a little over 60 minutes. Too. Let's put a bow on this, Andy. Best of luck this season. Preseason stuff for us. Next time we talk. Preseason's done. Season, yep. 2023. Next time we uh, talk to you guys, we will be uh, handicapping real deal football games. And I cannot wait for it because I have a lot of thoughts on a very, very fun and interesting week one. I have some, yeah, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. Some thoughts. Thoughts and thoughts and prayers. Uh, best of luck, guys. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> no, that was good. Good work. Good work. Just, uh, just settle in and watch the US Open now. We are, uh, watch, we are uh, looking at a, a very chalky potential uh, quarterfinals for the women's title. Trophy game.